0: Hey there, welcome to another edition of the Bavada At Odds Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. The head odds maker at Bavadasportsbook.com is Patrick Morrow. It is week one of the National Football League. They play for real now. They should literally just delete the preseason, pretend it never happened. I don't need to dwell on that. There's a, a slew of intriguing matchups, and Patrick, uh, football is here and here's the, the one thing, since you, you, you make some interesting uh, political statements, you know, with all the gambling on politics and stuff, something I learned, something I, I, I realized. In the United States of America, the only thing that the left, the right, the north, the south, the east, the west, the only thing that everyone agrees on in the United States of America is the national football league. <laughs>
1: oh gosh uh i feel kind of conflicted now if i'm thinking of roger goodell as the great uniter but uh, right? oh well But yeah, if you he... think
0: about it like a guy in alabama yep a guy in los angeles yep a guy in boulder colorado a guy in seattle washington a guy in bangor maine mm-hmm. all love football and when i say guy could be girl could be black could be white could be muslim could be jewish it doesn't matter Yes. Football is the only universal thing in the United States of America.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we're going to have to update it. It's uh, death taxes and the NFL, something like that.
0: But I'm telling you, the NFL, everybody is thrilled. And, you know, the, the interesting part about it is college is segregated. You know, the Southeast loves the SEC. The Midwest mm-hmm. meat loves the Big 10. They know the Pac-12. The, the you know everything is is separated in college, but in pro everyone's going to be tuned into that Bills Rams game. Everybody oh. is why that's not just an LA and upstate New York market. The no, whole, and, Chicago, yeah. they, they want to see it. They, 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 Dallas, Texas, they're going to see it. Everywhere you go. And it's not just the United States, but I'm focusing on the United States because nothing in the United States is not separated. You can't make a medical statement without it being political. You can't say I want tax something, anything, without it being political. Everything around here is political except for football.
1: Yeah, I suppose uh, the one outlier, I guess, would be if uh, we're trying to figure out the medical status of a Green Bay Packers uh, quarterback. But uh, otherwise, I I think you're absolutely right, Seth. Um, It's... It's it's the best time of year. Uh, I enjoy September far more than I do November because when November comes, uh, it's chaos. It's good chaos, but now you have NBA. So for those first couple months of fall, uh, the NFL gets to be king. It gets to be what we focus on. We're not totally overwhelmed. And the games, as you said, are outstanding right out of the gate. Uh, I think the NFL also really benefits from the surrounding products that work with it. I mean, uh, more people are casually a fan of the NFL than they are their favorite team. Yep. Um, yep. You know, if anything, we can unite. only over- sport
0: you can watch, and if you don't have a horse in the race, you you watch it anyway.
1: Totally. I, uh, you know, yep. united around, uh, hating the Dallas Cowboys perhaps, or in yep. the past, you know, hating the Patriots, but the side products that you have with it, whether it's fantasy, whether it's daily fantasy, and of course, whether it's uh, sports betting with us, uh, here at Bavada, it's, you know, it, there are so many different ways to consume and enjoy the NFL and year after year, uh, you know, even if we are frustrated with penalties early on or frustrated with, you know, arbitrary enforcement of new rules, it's, uh, you know, we, we get past it pretty quick for whatever warts the NFL has. And there are some, uh, there's a reason why year after year, it is king. Why we get so excited about it here and why our players consume it like no other product we have on the site.
0: There's no secret about it. I also just have to say personally, uh, I have loved the first week of the, the U S open. I know the second week, the stakes are higher and it's, you know, single matches as opposed to 76 matches going on at the same time. And ESPN uh, Bravo, their, their coverage has been, Brilliant. I mean, the, 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 between the play-by-play, between the, the showing multiple courts at the same time, uh, I have bought in hook, line, and sinker. I know what they, they tout is the ESPN Plus of it, where you can watch on court 11, court 15, and all these different things. And that's great, too. But the main feed has been must-watch television, and I have been riveted so far.
1: Absolutely, Seth. And I know it's, it's always tricky for us to try and talk a little bit about tennis because our tournaments like tennis or golf, because they're usually in motion uh, by the time you and I are recording. But, uh, you know, you have the Serena storyline. But I, I think what's also so interesting on the men's side, and it doesn't even matter who wins the games that are or the matches that are taking place as of this conversation, because the updated futures board is full of a who's that? I was gonna say a who's who, but no, it's a who's that on the men's side. Uh, You know, we've been so lucky as tennis fans over the last 5, 10, 15 years to just, you know, rinse and repeat. It's some version of Djokovic, Nadal, uh, Roger Federer at the top, uh, Andy Murray in in some spots. Uh, It's been largely unchanged. And regardless of who's winning these matches right now, the names we're seeing at the top of the board, whether it's Nick Kyrgios, whether it's Yannick Sinner, whether it's Matteo Berrettini, it doesn't matter. Like, we are maybe, maybe finally starting to transition away from a new top tier of men's tennis i don't these guys seem like they're going to be able to do it forever but this
0: is kind of cool to see we don't know and we you know i know we want to get to all, all the football games so we we can do just that uh it was also a great week in college football the opening uh you know there was some some great game defensive battle ohio state notre dame but an interesting character uh this nick girios yep um Last week on sports with friends, I had somebody on Russ Thaler from the tennis channel. Okay. And he told me that look, he he's he's not saying that he's on the spectrum. And I I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. I don't know his medical status, but he has no filter. And when you think about people who have been on the spectrum, you know, you know people, I know people, the things that come out of his mouth, Mm -hmm. he stopped a, a, a match because he smelled pot. Yes. Like he said to an interviewer he wouldn't mind losing early because he's tired. Mm-hmm. Those are things that you think you don't say. And what he did in his match, it just comes off as he's gonna rub somebody really the wrong way. And I I would like it if. Something about him. I, look, he doesn't have to disclose anything if he chooses not to. But I would like to understand him better so that we just don't listen to him as much as we do. Because I find his comments disruptive and they don't add up. They don't make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and I, I think,
0: it. I, I again, I, I don't have medical evidence to back this up. This is just my opinion. I find the... It's just like he has no filter. He's not a dick. He's He just... He says stuff and you're like, why are you saying this out loud? It's like those movies where you have the, the, the the personal narration, you know, when, when in Seinfeld, when Elaine's on the subway and she just wants the guy next to her to move. Yep. And she's thinking move. Nick Kyrgios would say, move.
1: Yep. Well, and you know what? He's kind of gotten this uh, reputation for more than a few years and, uh, it's not always the easiest to discuss, uh, what is going on inside. Uh, you know, we are, we're certainly a less stigmatized society now when it comes to mental health and issues, but he has in recent months actually discussed a little bit that, and, and so you mentioned, uh, you know, smelling pot and just stopping the match. Uh, he does actually have a bit of a history with substance abuse and he has only recently started talking about that a little bit, which I can totally appreciate that it's a difficult subject uh, for anybody to own up to, especially when you're, you know, a world-class tennis player like he is. You know, one of these guys that we're talking about, perhaps taking the next leap as Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer are getting on in years. I, I think it's very difficult to put that out in the universe, but I suppose it does provide a little bit of extra context as to why uh, he does react the way he is, and, and perhaps the fact that he's now starting to talk about a little bit more will help uh, endear himself to players, or not players, sorry, but fans that enjoy the quality of his play when he is on the straight and narrow, when he is stable out there, because he's a fantastic player. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's again, the, the storylines of the US Open continue to be fascinating.
0: Right. He played Medvedev and he fell and it looked like he hurt himself. Mm. And I thought it was amazing. Medvedev runs over to him. He had been chattering all match mm-hmm. and Medvedev ran over. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Are you like, there's a way to play. I always say, look at Mariano Mariano Rivera and just be that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, be that guy.
1: And and tennis is a great sport like that in which, you know, nine times out of 10, maybe 95 times out of 100, uh, you see class showcase itself more so than you do uh, either bad body language or bad sportsmanship. And one of my favorite things, I know you've got to take in some of this U.S. Open tennis live, but what I really love about tennis so much compared to other sports is, generally speaking and you know serena played that's gonna be a little bit different but people are cheering for good tennis they are cheering for a quality play and sportsmanship more so usually than just one of the two competitors uh and and i i really appreciate the heck out of that
0: i do too and I, i it's just been wonderful it really has been amazing okay we're sorry We're sorry to all the people (laughs) who are right now cursing each of us, saying, get to the goddamn games already. Is this an NFL preview show? I know, like, what are we doing here? All right, we'll start with the Thursday night game. Now, this is not the Amazon Prime debut. That's next week. The Buffalo Bills, the Los Angeles Rams. I feel like I've been seeing commercials for this for literally six months. Uh, Finally, they will play. The Rams will get their, 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 their championship banner hung. And the Buffalo Bills, to me, are Super Bowl or bust.
1: Yeah, a fantastic game uh, right out of the gate, Seth. You couldn't do much better than the defending Super Bowl champions and the favorite this year to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bills are currently uh, plus 550 to win the Super Bowl at Bavada this year, and uh, they're going to this game as a very, very slight road favorite. They are currently two and a half point favorites, and they are getting the most action of any team on this week one slate. Uh, You know, I I think you're absolutely right, Seth. It is Super Bowl or bust. Uh, The city of Buffalo has been tormented by really, really great teams that haven't quite uh, stuck the landing. You know, last year against KC was another example of, you know, a hell of a game. And surely you thought uh, with 30 seconds left or however long it was that there was no way the Chiefs were going to march down the field to tie it up. So, uh, you know, heartbreak and the Buffalo Bills do seem to go hand in hand. Uh, the odds are in their favor, but uh, again, it's a long season. There's a lot of teams that can lay claim to uh, that path to the Super Bowl. Bill's got a great chance, but Rams are right there. One last note, the second highest over-under of the week currently, that Bill's-Rams game with an over-under of 52, about 80% of the money bet on that.
0: Should be a great, great game. And then Sunday, I'll be ready. Red zone me. Red zone me. <laughs> I missed you. I'm ready. This is oh, year God. two of me watching the red zone. Uh, the Kansas city chiefs take on the, uh, Arizona, Phoenix, whatever they're called the Cardinals. Um, Kyler Murray is there. Patrick Mahomes is there should be a great matchup with two of the NFL's biggest stars.
1: Yeah. Very interesting, uh, game, you know, Arizona famously got out to a really hot start last year, Seth. They were, I think seven and oh, eight and oh, before uh, fading down the stretch. Uh, the analytics community doesn't really like the cards that much. And, uh, I think uh, Cards fans are hoping that Kyler Murray spent a little bit more time looking at the playbook this year than playing Call of Duty. But uh, as a Call of Duty Modern Warfare enthusiast, I I, I kind of get it. I like to think that it keeps me more agile at what I do. So I'm going to defend Kyler Murray a little bit uh, there. Uh, As for the game itself, the Chiefs are currently six-point road favorites at Bavada. We opened, I think, four and a half of that, so we see a little bit of movement there. And the over under is sitting at 53 and a half. That is the highest total on the board with us. Uh, You know, not, not too much of a disparity on the spread so far, about 65% of all bets on that minus six and uh, about 50, 50 on that 53 and a half. Uh, People like to bet overs a little bit more than they do unders, but at a number that high, uh, you know, they're being, they're they're waiting it out for now.
0: There's a bunch of great matchups. I mean, Packers Vikings is great. Patriots dolphins is also interesting but I want to highlight the uh, Raiders and the Chargers because these two teams met in a regular season game. That was for the ages. Uh, and one of them got to go to the playoffs. The other got to go home. The Chargers are home at SoFi stadium uh, after Thursday, when they raise that banner, uh, by the way, SoFi stadium, you have to keep the banner hanging even when the Chargers play. <sighs> That's a big rule. That's a big pet peeve of mine. In 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 the crypto arena where the Lakers and Clippers play, they take Magic Johnson's jersey down when the Clippers play. I think it's awful. Uh Raiders Chargers. This is a good one at SoFi.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to this one. And uh that week 17 game last year was one for the ages. Seth. Uh, finished 35-32. Uh, A really, I think, frustrating season for the Chargers last year as more or less they were their worst enemies. It was turnovers. It was poor conversions late in games. It was a lot of losses in low scoring games. Uh, And that week 17 game from last year is a great example of that. I think uh, we're still pretty high on the Chargers at Bavada this year. They are currently, uh, I'd say, one of the contenders. They're 14 to one to win the Super Bowl this year. And uh, they're coming into this game, you know, surely not just looking for revenge, but looking to make a statement to say that they can win these close games that they do matter and that they are one of the best teams and what's a super packed AFC West, you know, Russell Wilson joins the conversation. I'm sure we'll be talking about him later as for the game itself, chargers currently three and a half point home favorites. Raiders getting a little bit more of the public money, and uh, again a super high total in this one, up to 52. Uh, they scored uh, something like 67 the last time they met, so certainly in range that they can do that again this year. Raiders obviously add Devonte uh, Parker to, or sorry Devonte Adams to the team this year as well, one of the best wide receivers in the league. And the Raiders didn't have trouble scoring last year, so should be a fantastic one. Uh, I hope your fantasy teams are loaded with players on either of those teams.
0: The Sunday night game is uh, Tom Brady, the ageless wonder uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, NBC just, they, they cannot complain. (laughs) First of all, they get the, the, the opener on the Thursday, but then they get this one, uh, Tom Brady. He missed those 11 days. Everybody wants to know that's going to be the new documentary. What did Tom Brady do on his 11 days away? Uh, he goes up against the Cowboys team. You know, a lot of people are talking Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. What do the Cowboys have to say about it? That they can make a big statement with a big performance against the Bucks.
1: Yeah, super interesting game right out of the gate. Uh, And like you said, a lot of intrigue uh, around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Uh, One of the prevailing uh, views that uh, made the rounds on Twitter was that uh, he was one of the masked singers and that he had a contract with Fox that he had to. People were doing deep dives on that. And I just thought, okay, I didn't expect that to be part of my social media scavenging when I'm trying to look for breaking news, trades, injuries and whatnot. Is that why Tom Brady's maybe away? Um, but hey, he like the you know they interviewed all the players on the Bucks about it, and they said, eh, "When you're Tom Brady, you get to do those kind of things." And I guess Tom Brady gets to do those kind of things. I have no idea how that would have impacted his uh, preseason prep with uh, some of the guys on that team. But either way, let's just look at the game itself. The Tampa Bay Bucks currently two and a half point uh, road favorites over the Cowboys, and uh, that over under is sitting at fifty one. The uh, we're, we're seeing a little bit more money on the Bucks so far. But just because you mentioned uh, the Cowboys and Eagles, they are both currently plus 150 co-favorites in the NFC East. And that is just a lot of off-season movement on the Eagles. Eagles were underdogs in that spot. We've taken more money on them than the Cowboys to win the NFC East so far. So uh, I, I think for the Cowboys, it's kind of the same deal each year. Uh, a, a lot of promise on paper, but uh, will they be able to show up? And then, of
0: course, the Monday night game again. <laughs> My rule with Monday night football and the Sunday night game is I'm exhausted by that point. Um, but it, people just thirst for more. Uh, this is a super intriguing one. Personally, for me, uh, you know, I covered both these teams. You know, when they played each other in the in the Super Bowl, I, I rooted for both teams because I have history with both franchises: uh, the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. And then adding to that, Russell Wilson, the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Goes back to Seattle for his first game as a Bronco. There have been Twitter polls on this, and I want it noted. Debate on whether you boo him or you cheer him. You cheer him. He won the championship. I don't want to hear anybody say that you don't give him a standing ovation. I don't care what uniform he's wearing. The fact that he's in your building, you stand up and applaud.
1: Yeah. And also because I think if you're the Seahawks, you have to know that this isn't going to be your year anyways. Uh, You know, they lost Russell Wilson, of course. I think Bobby Wagner's also left town. Uh, This is, uh, you know, not your fun Seattle Seahawks team that's going to hang around in the NFC West this year. They're likely to be bottom feeders, but uh, a super compelling matchup uh, from the point of view. Just that, I don't know when the last time we saw that a guy left in his very first game uh, of this high profile nature uh, took place. It, pr- it probably has, but I'm blanking on the moment. Uh, but it is it is fascinating. And credit to, you know, I guess the schedule makers got lucky. Uh, surely this was already denver Seattle before Russell uh, signed with uh, the Broncos. Which whatever the case, uh, incredibly fascinating matchup, and very lucky to get that. At- on Monday Night Football, and I think we got Manningcast back as well, so you can kind of pick your poison on Monday night, whether you want to go with traditional Monday night football coverage or you want to pal around with Eli and Peyton, which I thought was a good deal of fun last year. Uh, but, you know, we want to talk about the game itself, Seth. Uh, the Broncos currently a 6.5-point road favorite at Bavada with Russell Wilson at QB, over under one of the lower ones of the week, sitting at 44 and a half. Uh, betters really liking the Broncos in that one, it opened three and a half back in may already up to six and a half now. So a lot of line movement there. Uh, yeah, super fascinating, great way to finish the week. Uh, I can only hope that the games are even half as good. As how they're potentially lining up to be, we're, we're really in for a great one.
0: You know, one thing we 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 haven't done a lot on on college. Uh, there are you know, early season. You know, there's a lot of mismatches. Not a lot of ranked teams playing ranked teams. They really went head over heels. I know Tennessee Pittsburgh is an interesting one.
1: Yeah, there's Tennessee Pittsburgh. Yeah, you have Baylor, Kentucky, and Florida, BYU, Kentucky, Florida. But you know, these oh, are Baylor and
0: BYU. That's in the middle of the night.
1: Yeah, well, that's, yeah, listen, uh, I, one thing I don't love about college being back is how long those days are, but I'm mercifully spared a Hawaii late night game, uh, <laughs> because those, uh, w- with my luck, I'm going to catch one of those till four in the morning and then have a NFL game in London the next day. But, uh, that's okay. This is, this is a labor of love. And I'm sh- as I've been told by the people that slide into Pat Morrow's DMs, uh, they'd certainly take my place if they could. So I'm not going to complain too much.
0: There's no secret about that. So it really is a great sports time. I mean, football takes center stage. You know, from a gambling standpoint, I understand the NBA is big, big business. Um, You know, we're both NHL fans, so we'll get we get into that. But football is king. And it's 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 not just football. It's the NFL and college football is a distant second, but it's still a distant second, not distant fourth or fifth. I mean, the, the amount of people that watch football is incredible absolutely incredible and i know in the global sense it's dwarfed by english or soccer whatever whatever you want to say and don't worry we still love the premier league even though arsenal lost to Man U, it was okay still top (laughs) the table it's okay we're not going to win everything we're going undefeated
1: well hey listen uh champions league is just starting this week and uh, at least liverpool is undefeated in champions league so far (laughs)
0: That's right. We're not in Champions League. We're in Europa League. We play oh. FZ Zurich. this week.
1: Well, hey, listen, if you guys uh, continue to do what you're doing in the Premier League so far, you'll be joining us in uh, the Champions League next year.
0: That's right. That's right. And then, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the rest of it goes underway. And uh, on week one of the NFL, there is a uh, Arsenal-Everton game in that morning. So I'm pulling a Patrick Morrow. I'm watching football and then football.
1: Oh, it's, there's no better way to do it. Uh, It's, you know, say goodbye to the wife and kids for the next few months. Uh, I know Mrs. Morrow is, uh, you know, she she looks at these days very bittersweetly. She enjoys the football as well, but she knows that uh, I'm giving her Fridays this year. (laughs) I'm I'm taking Friday off. I'm going to disconnect, but the rest of the week I'm, I'm in the thick of it with the various hats that I have to wear and U.S. midterms upcoming as well. It is it is really a choose your own adventure this fall folks with how you want to engage with us at Pavada, whether it's the nfl whether it's college whether it's the politics it's uh we've got something for everyone
0: yes you do and you know i want to say that week one of the nfl is also the anniversary of september 11th and uh i i will i, I will watch the uh the premier league that morning but i'll have one eye and at least one television in my house on the uh, memorial coverage, because I've been watching the memorial coverage since 2001 and uh, lived it and remember it. And uh, it's this Sunday and uh, every year I want to acknowledge it. It's a uh, remarkable, remarkable anniversary, uh, remarkable in a a horrific way. It it, it never goes away. Uh, 9-11 is something that all you need is the reminders and they come out full force. I live in the New York area, so I see it all the time and uh yeah the skyline forever changed and uh everything is just uh so so different so yeah sunday morning uh i'll be watching the memorial coverage i will have one eye on the, the 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 premier league but then it's week one of the nfl and i hope the nfl does some kind of a tribute. And i'm sure they'll do the right thing because it's the nfl and that's that's what they do
1: yeah no they do a pretty good job of uh wrapping themselves up in the flag and i i think that's a great uh point on your part seth that uh we have so much to look forward to and enjoy this weekend uh but i think it's still important for us to take a moment uh to remember you know an event like that and also just as bad as things are in the world i think it's important to be grateful to be in north america to enjoy you know all the relative freedoms that we do have um things could always be tougher things could always be worse doesn't mean that things still aren't a bummer sometimes but uh I think a little bit of gratitude uh, for all of us will help us, uh, you know, really appreciate the stuff that is good.
0: Totally agree. All right. That is Patrick Morrow. I'm Seth Everett. Thanks for listening to the Bavada at odds podcast. Enjoy week one of the NFL. We'll see you next time.